0: Your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Solom. All right, welcome to a Thursday of Lacrosse Talk PM. I am Rick Solom coming up on the show. Double guest today. Uh, Kari Hege is the director of tourism and events at Explore Lacrosse. We're going to talk about the giant weekend that we just had in Lacrosse and what's coming up in the coming weeks, including this weekend. And also on the back half of the hour, we're going to talk to Heather Drival, the executive director of the Cooley Region Humane Society. They've got a big event coming up next week, Friday. They also kicked off kind of a promotion for cats, not for cats, for people uh, to get cats. Uh, That started already. But uh, they got a big event coming up next week, Friday, called Rounds for Rescues. Uh, It's a golf outing. It helps raise funds for the Cooley Region Humane Society. And uh there's pet therapy dogs there. There's like chance to win thirty twenty-five thousand and ten thousand dollars in prizes or in not prizes, you can win twenty five thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars if you hit a hole in one. There's also a putting challenge that's three thousand dollars. I suck at golf, so uh the odds of me winning any of that would be slim to none. I guess probably for anyone, but especially for me. But we're gonna talk to her at the bottom half of the hour. Um and tomorrow I'm gonna have it's a short show. The Brewers are on. They have to play the Yankees and they have to play early. So they cut my show in half. But uh, William Garcia, the Democratic Party chair of Lacrosse County and 3rd Congressional District, is going to be in for that short duration. And uh, I would imagine we will probably talk about impeaching a state Supreme Court judge because we don't want to lose power. And I don't want to get into that. But what I do want to talk about for just a little bit uh, before we bring the guests on is... Um, the La Crescent police department put this thing out uh, yesterday or the day before just uh, the, the police departments do this all the time. They, they send out, I think, I think uh, the Lacrosse police department does wanted Wednesdays and they just put somebody that, you know, they put a picture up of somebody shoplifting or something. Uh, it's kind of weird, but whatever this, this one was especially weird. They, uh, they, they put a picture of a, a truck pulling a, you know, a pretty nice camper, pretty nice truck. In fact, it's got a grill guard and a, it looks like a, a like a, a cap on the back, but also it looks like a tonneau cover cap. Kind of weird. Um, Never seen that before. I guess it's not that weird, but I've never seen it before. But this truck, apparently, well, not apparently, it did, it went under the train bridge on Shore Acres Road and didn't quite make it. The camper on the back of the truck totally destroyed because it didn't fit under the bridge. So there's just this, this destroyed piece of looking camper uh, stuck under the bridge you we see these funny videos all the time it'd be great if this was a video as long as nobody got hurt i don't think anyone got hurt because it doesn't say anything about that but this camper is completely destroyed it didn't fit under the bridge there's crap everywhere it's just laying on the ground clothes there looks like a an arm part an armrest for the couch that would have been in the camper there's the table it looks like the coolers on the left a couple sweatshirts um Nothing too out of the ordinary. It would be really funny if there was something like very out of the ordinary that was strewn across the ground as this camper is is completely destroyed. Didn't even get you know a couple feet under the bridge. The whole front of the camper like blasted, and uh, no truck in sight. You know why? Because that guy or woman left the scene. They just left the camper there and said, "Bleep it, I'm out. I don't know what to do with this," uh, which was kind of interesting. So, uh, community community effort and uh, the suspect uh, the lacrosse police department put the suspect has been identified. We are in the process of charging the individual with leaving the scene of an accident and operating a vehicle without a val- valid license. So therein lies the problem, right? This person, because I I wonder what you would do if you're, if you drive under this bridge and you destroy your camper and kind of destroy the bridge a little bit and then just bail. If you had a license, if you had everything up to, up to speed, you probably just, what, call the police and be like, uh, would you call the police? If you smash into this bridge, I don't know how busy this Shore Acres Road is. Um, but, man, I think I would probably call one of my friends and be like, dude, I just totally hit the, the bridge and my camper's destroyed. Can you bring your truck and we'll start loading loading everything up and getting it off the street? This bridge is really low, too. Uh, man, how did they how did they think that they were gonna fit under this at all? I would be nervous about driving my bike riding my bicycle under this bridge, but sure enough they uh, they totally like they didn't clear it by I mean there's got to be a good two feet uh, of this camper that's stuck on the end of the bridge now I look at it, there's no way. Uh, I could call my buddy with a truck and, and try to get this bridge out or try to get this camper out of here without anybody knowing it, because it totally smashed the bridge. I don't even see the wheels to the camper. The the, the camp, where are the wheels? Uh, it's a super funny picture. You can check it out at the dot website, but um, yeah, totally uh, destroy the camper and left the scene, but they didn't have a license. So that was the deal. Like if you don't have a license, then I guess you got to leave the scene because, uh, but now you're in bigger trouble than, than you would have been if you would have had a, an accident and be, Depen- depending on why you probably don't have a license. I'm sure there's different repercussions for that, but um, so yeah, anyway, check it out at wizardnews.com. Pretty, pretty interesting coming up. Uh, Kari Hege, director of tourism, at explore lacrosse and Heather Dreivold, the executive director of Cooley region, humane society. All right, we'll be back. All right. Welcome back to lacrosse talk PM. I'm Rick So'm On the phone with me now is Kari Hege. She is the director of tourism and events at explore lacrosse and We're coming off a a weekend or even a week, I guess you could call it, where we had two quote-unquote big boats. I think that's how your boss, AJ, wrote it to me, quote-unquote, the big boats. Came into the Riverside Park. It's the first time ever we've had two big boats because they opened up the levee. And we had that LST, that World War II era Navy decommissioned Navy ship, the LST-325. And then we had the Viking Mississippi, which is part of the Viking Cruise Line, which Honestly, Kari, I didn't know it was going to be bigger than the Navy boat, the Viking. When when you see them next to each other, you're like, "Oh, the Viking boat, that cruise line is bigger than this Navy ship." It was kind of crazy.
1: Yeah, it sure was. It was it was interesting to to stand on the street to see the LST, which is. Considerably older than the Viking Mississippi um, being docked. And then the Viking Mississippi, which is only two years old, um, being docked at the second levee. So it was pretty cool. However, we not only had one ship with the LST. I forgot to tell you before, the American Countess, which is with American Queen Voyages, also was docked on September 3rd. So that would have been on Sunday also.
0: Oh, they snuck in and out without me even knowing. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. So so for the that's kind of like historic too. So not only did we have two big boats parked at the Riverside Park levee for the first time ever, we kind of had three in the same weekend, which probably has never happened either.
1: Correct. That's correct.
0: And one was from World War II that landed on the beaches of Normandy during D-Day. So, you know, there's that. That was yeah. interesting. <laughs> so when it comes to you told me something before the show is which I thought maybe, maybe you don't want people to know this, but it is kind of funny. Having the LSD-325 Navy boat here and then those other two big boats, cruise liners, that wasn't exactly planned, huh? Like having them here at the same time?
1: Uh, no, it was not. So we had been planning uh, the arrival of the LST. That was in the works for about five years. Oh, wow. Yep. And so, you know, it just seemed to be that you know, Labor Day weekend would be the best the best weekend for it to come. I'm sure there's a lot of logistics behind end of summer and and things like that as to why they chose that weekend. But then, as for Viking Mississippi, we usually get their schedule about a year in advance of when they're going to be arriving. Mm-hmm. So when we saw Viking Mississippi was going to arrive the same day, LST tours were opening. We we're like, oh, okay, we've got to got to do a little more planning here with the police department and whatnot for parking and flow of traffic. But everything flowed really, really well.
0: Also, Carrie, we we have finished the levee. We probably should finish the dock.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, as far as I know, it's. It's near completion, but uh, it definitely served its purpose with having the LST dock there last weekend.
0: Can we just talk about, because you you are the Director of Tourism and Events at Explore Lacrosse, but what is Explore Lacrosse? (laughs) I kind of understand every time there's something cool happening, I'll see a little Explore Lacrosse van or truck somewhere, or there'll be a sign-up, but what are you guys anyway?
1: (laughs) We are a nonprofit marketing entity that. We promote tourism and leisure leisure travel, as well as conventions and meetings to the region. So it's not just the city of La Crosse, it's more or less the county. We work with municipalities of Holman, Onalaska, Town of Campbell, West Salem, and then we've also partnered with La Crescent and also work with marketing and promoting for them as well.
0: Okay, I think you used to have a boring, more boring name, right?
1: Yeah, the name is La Crosse County Convention and Visitors Bureau, and we do business as Explore La Crosse. We have a board of directors that we work that we work with, but we are not connected with the city government. We work with them, but we're not. Tony employees oh okay
0: like that well that makes sense okay now with the two big ships coming here was there anything uh, uh, did everything go pretty smooth i mean were there any hiccups
1: you know uh, the, probably the biggest hiccup was the weather <laughs> but uh we we overcame that as well with the numbers of people that we had from day to day it didn't seem like as the days got hotter Less people were were deciding to make the trip to see both boats. Other than that, I mean, we you know explore Lacrosse. We worked with you know Park and Rec department, the Lacrosse Center. We worked with um, the Lacrosse Police Department and the Lacrosse Fire Department um, to figure out all the logistics. And I think with everybody communicating, working together, um, things really, really went off without a hitch. I mean, we. It seemed like traffic flow was good, and you know, parking.
0: Yeah, I didn't have any trouble finding a parking spot to do my show, so that was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, and I think the numbers economically, the, the they'll speak for themselves when when you do when you guys because you guys compile those numbers at some point. But when when those come in, and I know it's just we're coming right off that weekend, so you don't have those yet. But just from what the Ken Rupp, the cruise director, said from the Navy ship, he said they had. Nearly 18,000 people. And he told me on Thursday, the first day that they were there, they had 3,300 that first day, which set the tone because he said the record's 17,000, Rick. And we had 3,300 on Thursday, which is the day that nobody really, you know, like it's not the weekend and not a ton of people usually come. So that day set the tone for them. And I think they broke the record for how many people visited that ship ever since they've been doing these tours. And that just kind of sets the tone for, for how this went, right?
1: Oh, definitely. Definitely. Prior to the event, the amount of phone calls that we were receiving at our office, people with questions, um, you know, confirming when the ship was coming was was amazing. And then, you know, as we continued to promote with our social media posts, we had, I want to say it was Monday, um, a week ago, that we had a social media post that I think it had the most amount of I don't have the actual numbers, but it was huge numbers of views, um, shares, likes, all those things, and we were just like, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah, <laughs> we it, were just, just so so happy that you know the message was getting out and people were people were as excited about the arrival as we were.
0: The problem here, Carrie, we're speaking with Carrie Hege, the director of tourism and events at Explore Cross. The, the problem here is now you've set expectations. You brought a World War II-era vessel that landed on the beaches of D-Day that's been decommissioned, that is now a floating museum, one of its kind. What's next? we got to one-up this now. What's set up for next summer?
1: You know, I... I'm not sure yet. <laughs> I think everybody's still catching their breath from from this event, but I think that the success that you know we had as as a group, as a city, as a community, um, you know, really did did show that we can do we can do things like this, and everybody everybody gets a piece of the pie. You know, I mean, between just bringing all the tourists into town, giving our own communities, um, you know, a a cool thing to experience, restaurants, shops, you know, in the downtown area and the other surrounding communities, hotel stays, you know, it just, it just was an amazing event for everybody. So I don't know what's coming next summer, but. uh, Well, like you said,
0: I mean, you kind of brushed over it, but. This was five years in the making, bringing this ship ship to town, and then and then a year ago, you, you the Viking uh, Mississippi is like, hey, we're coming to town, and you're like, oh my god, what are we gonna do? But you know, so. <laughs> So you would know if something of this scope was coming because it would be four years in the making, right? Like you would... <laughs>
1: yeah, right, right.
0: You'd be year yeah. four.
1: I don't have any details on anything next summer, but this just gives us more ideas of things that we can look to for the future to bring to the community. So.
0: Yeah, I think it sets the tone. A, like this is a, a unique, one-of-a-kind thing that's never that that doesn't even exist anywhere else, and, and B lacrosse which isn't like the biggest town ever lacrosse set the record for this thing that travels you know within confinement of where river travel allows it to go uh lacrosse set the record for most now dubuque might set the record this weekend uh as it's in dubuque this weekend but lacrosse set the record for this thing so other groups i think and other you know whatever it doesn't have to be sea based, but whatever um other touristy things that want to come to lacrosse you can always point to this right
1: Right. Definitely. You know, I think it definitely showed that Explore Lacrosse has the influence to bring people to town for different things and that we can handle it. You know, we can we can figure out the parking, we can figure out the travel patterns. And we've got the restaurants and the shops and hotels to offer the other accommodations that people need. So yeah,
0: like it, I think you're it, right. Not yeah. just one ship, but like two big touristy things. Or three, if you want to count. You you said the American something. I forgot the name of it. They were here as well.
1: American Countess. American
0: yep. Countess. I'm sorry, Miss Countess okay. or whatever you call it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the other thing, you have something kind of interesting coming up. And I'll just say before, we, we make this joke all the time. So you can put, you want a big thing card to put into motion. And you're talking, there's a bluff to bluff trolley experience coming up starting this weekend. But when you say that, I think of of a joke that I used to say: We need to have, n- not a trolley, but we need to have a gondola that takes us from the base of Lacrosse, either maybe by the base of Granddad Bluff or maybe from Riverside, and takes us up to Granddad Bluff. So, if you want to get those things in motion, something big time for Lacrosse, we should do it.
1: Okay. Well, I mean. <laughs> First thing that comes to mind is I'm gonna need some sponsors.
0: Yeah, so, funding might be an issue, and then uh, yeah, safety. I, maybe
1: a little bit. Idea is great, and I think we could we could grow that. But I'm definitely gonna need a sponsor. Too. The, yeah,
0: the the Bluff to Bluff trolley just got my because I hear trolley and I think oh we could trolley up to Grandad Bluff on this uh, gondola. But what is the Bluff to Bluff trolley experience that's happening uh, over the next couple of weekends?
1: That is a new tour experience that we developed last fall. So it's a four-hour tour that you get on and explore La Crosse, venture through the downtown area, and then the trolley goes up to Grand Bluff and then back down through the, the, the city over to La Crescent, and then up to Apple Blossom Drive. And there are... People that have done the tour know the little secrets of the of different treats and stops that are along the way, but we do like to keep some of those a surprise for our new guests. So we are doing our first tour is going to be this Saturday, and this Saturday is actually pretty special because we are going to do the tour with the King. We have a Elvis tribute artist. That's going to be competing in the Elvis Explosion at the Lacrosse Center this weekend, who is going to go on the tour with us. And so it'll be the same tour as advertised, but it'll be with the Kings. So I'm sure that there'll be probably some songs and other fun things happening along the way. But then we have another date on September 16th and then again on October 7th. 14th 21st and 28th so yeah. and you can
0: definitely- it, and you can go to explore lacrosse or I've, i even see it here if you just go bluff to bluff trolley tour you can find it, it it'll be on the website there it's on the explore lacrosse website trolley tours if you want to get tickets and and all that um yeah. last thing kari before i let you go just real quick we, the biggest event that happens every year in lacrosse is coming up right
1: it is Oktoberfest. <laughs> so that's that would be that um, is definitely the the biggest one of the biggest events that comes to town. Um,
0: it is it is the biggest, right? Like it's is it state track and field or Oktoberfest? That's the biggest thing that Lacrosse hosts annually every year.
1: Well, I you know, I don't know the numbers exactly, but I mean in the past I know that the the reports of Oktoberfest bringing in, you know, up to you know thousands and thousands of people. Um, you know, we, we try hard with state track and meet or track and field meet to to bring in to bring in the same Oktoberfest numbers, but um, it's close and and either way, you know, both events are amazing for the community with all the people that they bring into town that are here to eat and and uh, see some of our sites and stay in our hotels so
0: That's Carrie Huggy she's the director of tourism and events at Explore Lacrosse I appreciate you spending some time with us Carrie thanks
1: Yeah thanks for the opportunity
0: All right we got to take a break we'll be back <laughs> All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. On the phone with me now is Heather Drivel. She is the Executive Director at the Cooley Region Humane Society. Bring her on because she's got a couple of events coming up but also a ton of well, a ton of animals but mostly cats. So we, we want to like help promote To get some of these animals adopted, as whether you know it or not, Heather, I'm always talking about. I try to talk about animals uh, as often as possible, and bringing you on, this is this is exciting for me because hopefully, I, I feel like okay, at least I can help out a little bit. (laughs)
2: Yeah, no, this is perfect. Getting the word out there is fantastic. Um, We have been operating it with a lot more animals over the last few months than normal. Um, We're always operating at a high level, a high 200s, but we've been actually over 300s or just over 300 lately and we feel it and um, we've got... I think about half of that is probably in foster care right now um but we're still doing the medical workups on them people are we're still providing the food and um whatever supplies that is needed so really a foster family only needs to provide the love and the space and um give those foods and whatever other medical items that we have for them or at least come to the appointments that the animal has So foster families are always in need.
0: Yeah, you emailed it. 303 animals in our care. And I'm I'm probably guessing that 90% of those are cats. Would you say or probably
2: not?
0: Probably 75%. 75% are cats. And then probably a bunch of dogs. And then from what I can tell, you have uh, about six pairs of guinea pigs. You've paired them all out, which is kind of funny. I don't know why that, that happens. You have one gerbil named Gunther. And then you have Teddy the turtle. And what was the other one? The sprout the rat. Sprout the rat. I mean, is, is, is it going to be hard for Sprout to get adopted being, a, you know, a rat?
2: <laughs> well, you know, we do have great success. Rats make good pets. Um, they're really smart. They're easily trained. Um, lots of times people tra- litter train them. Um, they're very fun to have. If you have any interest, just do a little research. They make great pets. They like to hang out with you. Um, sit- if you have a hooded sweatshirt, they like to hang out in those pockets or um, sit on your shoulder.
0: Okay, so your bias opinion if you were going to get a guinea pig, a gerbil, or a rat, or a hamster, would you go rat?
2: My personal preference, I would go guinea pig, but I just absolutely love their little squeals when they get excited. That noise just is so adorable to me. So I guess for me, I would pick a guinea pig, but um, they're not as smart as rats by any means. (laughs) They are not really litter trainable, or at least they're not easily trained, and um, rats are pretty easy, so... Depends on how much effort you want to put in, I guess.
0: And I bring Heather on because she's got a couple of events coming up this month, starting today, I think. You're trying to get these cats adopted, so you're waiving a lot of fees and, and doing that. Next, you're having a beer and wine tasting, quote-unquote, I call it tasting because you mentioned that it's all the tasting you can get. But that's coming up next month. And then <laughs> next weekend... <all>
1: the
0: <laughs> you would like. <laughs> <laughs> I sh- All the days you yes, want. Yes,
2: I should be a little cautious with that. Um, we are in Wisconsin. <laughs> right. So that'll be October 13th. It's Friday the 13th out at Maple Grove venue. We're going to do like the Halloween theme, kind of spooky. There'll be a costume contest, there'll be kind of carnival games there, a decent sized silent auction. We'll have a live pottery throwing where the pieces that are thrown there that night you can bid on and customize. So that's always really fun.
0: Oh, yeah. So when we have a beer and wine tasting event, and it's kind of in the lead into Halloween, but we're also trying... And I don't know, maybe you bring a lot of these uh, animals up for adoption to the thing. Is it adults only or is it kids coming too?
2: Last year we had Spring Grove soda there, and I believe we're having them again this year. So it is, you don't have to be drinking. You can have soda. Sometimes people just come for the games. Last year, there were a few people that just stopped in to see what it was all about and played some games. bid on some silent auction stuff, watched the pottery, kind of headed on their way
0: well i get that you don't have to drink but do you can the kids come too yes oh okay yep. okay just making sure because a lot of times when it's beer and wine then it's no kids allowed and then are there animals going to be there too sometimes you bring some like uh rounds for rescue rescues we'll talk about that in a minute i think you're going to have some puppies up or uh, some dogs for adoption there uh what about at this sip and save event october 13th
2: yes we will have pet therapy dogs at both of those places or both locations for our events, um, and then pet therapy dogs are the ones that go into the schools and they go into the hospitals, and they're really great support for people in those situations. they read with the kids at the library, which makes for a great time for the children. Um,
0: did you you have taught the pet therapy dogs to read? That's unreal.
2: <laughs> we wish.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> no,
2: the dogs are just the perfect little non-judgment bystander that makes everyone feel comfortable.
0: Oh, yeah. If I could bring my dog to all the public things that I go to, I'd be in- I would be able to function so much better. Yeah, pet therapy dogs, they'll be at Rounds for Rescues next week too. What how many years have you done Rounds for Rescues? And this is coming up next Friday. It's at Fox Hollow Golf Course. They still need teams. So if you want to register your foursome, go to roundrivercity.com and register This is crazy too, Heather. There's gonna be a ten thousand dollar and a twenty five thousand dollar hole in one contest and a putting challenge for three thousand dollars. So this is pretty big time.
2: I know. I'm I'm very amazed. And I just think it would be so exciting to watch somebody win one of those. Right. There is um like a hit the raft game that they have at Rounds for Rescue. Super fun. Everybody Thinks they can do it, but, you know, you only get a couple people that actually hit it each time. But, man, that is a fun game to play as well.
0: And, yeah, uh, how many years have you done rounds for rescue? I feel like it's like three or four or more.
2: I'm pretty sure it's we're on our fifth year right now. I know that there was one gap year, I believe, from COVID. Yep. It, I think this is our fifth year, um, and it is one of the best. Like it, It's a relaxing day. It's kind of Friday, so you're kind of getting out of work, probably, just hanging out with your friends, out on the golf course, out for a good cause, lots of games. Raffle items are always really great. I know we've got quite a few raffle items that'll be different drink mixture baskets
0: yeah and when it when it comes to this stuff all this stuff goes to help you guys out at the Cooley region humane society what is the biggest need is it just the infrastructure itself we have a building and we've got to keep the lights on or you know wh- where does a lot of this uh, these funds go
2: so our biggest need every year I the- annually increases pretty significantly is the animal care line that we have. And really that's all of our medical, that's spays and neuters, that's um, leg amputations or surgeries or dental work, um, eye infections, just anything and everything, medically speaking, that you can think of for animals. And we try to do everything that we are aware of while they're with us so that an adopter can take that animal and it is healthy and sound and ready to go into a new home. Um, But with doing that, that obviously increases our costs in those avenues because um, there's a lot of animals that need a lot of work when they come to us.
0: Yeah, and, you, and the, the only way you're going to get them adopted out is to get them to a place where they're healthy and, and ready to enjoy a family, I guess.
2: Right, right. Yeah, we, we certainly aren't going to be able to adopt out an animal that needs um, a leg repair or something of that nature. So we have to get those fixed. And, you know, that is not an inexpensive cost usually.
0: Now, when you're trying to get all that done, do you work with different vets? Do vets come and donate their time or how does that work?
2: So we have one veterinarian that comes into our facility um, and kind of contracts with us to do the things that we can do in internally so inside our building and then we actually work with seven other vet clinics throughout our area and we're making different appointments for them to go get their dentals or um, to have an exam done or if there's a if somebody needs some sort of ear sight, or something, or you know, just kind of all of the random things that happen right. at a moment's notice during the day, most of those are going off to a local vet clinic and they are providing us. Um, help with some sort of discount typically so yeah. they're they're wonderful to work with we definitely couldn't do it without our local veterinarians so kudos to them for being there for
0: us yeah and one of my friends is a vet and i just know that that's a tough profession too because there aren't a lot of them and then they work all their own overtime because usually the only the amount of hours that they have to work is pretty crazy and then on top of that try to, to try to help you guys out because you're bringing in animals all the time too
2: Yes. Well, I mean, you never know. Those emergencies are not usually happening good hours of the normal day. They're happening in the evening or on the weekends.
0: Now, looking at your website at the, the Cooley Region Humane Society, it takes you to a pet finder, but it's just kind of the Alaska area. And I kind of made the joke there's a bunch of guinea pigs and they're all in pairs and there's a hamster and there's a turtle. And you mentioned I did see the rat, Gunther the rat. Um, what is the, what is the funniest animal that you've, you know, taken in and had to try to adopt and did, did it get adopted?
2: So one that we had to adopt out. So there was, I mean, it's been so many years ago, it's probably been almost 10 years ago now, but we did end up getting in a small pony that was surrendered to us by its owner. And we were successful in getting that adopted, um, we would have her outside during the day. She was honestly no bigger than um, she would have been smaller than a great Dane. Okay, the cutest little thing. But she'd be out there running in the giant dog run and just having a good old time with right next to all the dogs.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. A pony. I, I was thinking like maybe ostrich or something crazy like that. Uh, even getting- we did
2: have an emu. The animal control assisted the police department in picking up, but we found the owner on that one, oh, so yeah, it needs to move forward with adoption. And it had a cute little pink collar with a pink leash, so it was really adorable.
0: That's right. I think I had the officer on that had to, I guess, catch that oh, thing. Oh, yeah the sheriff's I do out. think
2: there's a video out there on YouTube somewhere yeah, on that.
0: That's super funny. And let's just I mentioned it, but we didn't really talk about it. You guys right now, anyone that wants to adopt a cat, mm-hmm. you have way too many cats. You want to get them adopted out. So can you kind of what's the the, the quote-unquote deal here for for cats at the Cooley Region Humane Society this month?
2: Yes, yeah, so we're doing a back to school event where it's find your new study buddy. And all cats one year in age or older are fee-waived adoption, and then all kittens are half-price adoption. And then if you're looking for a pair for that one, so you want two cats, um, the second one in either case will be free.
0: All right. So, and, and you have, like I said, you have 303 animals right now, and about 75% of those are cats. Do those eventually get adopted out? I mean, that's just a lot. To It's a big burden.
2: So we are very, very committed to not euthanizing animals for any space reasons or any other reason than a severe medical issue or a behavior that would be unsafe. So if they stay with us for too long, we are trying to get them into foster. Um, Mm -hmm. We just had some really long-term kitties. I think they were with us for eight months um, get adopted. So that was really exciting for everybody because... You know, once they're with us for that long, they kind of turn into staff favorites because you get to know them really, really well. Um, but again, we're real committed to making it work. So if you're looking for cats, now's the time. Come in and adopt.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, and then coming up next month, like I said, the Sip to Save event at the Maple Grove venues in West Salem, October 13th. And coming up next week, Friday is rounds for rescues. If you guys want to sh- uh, sign up a some for golfing, 18 holes, lunch, a lot of prizes, including 25,000 and $10,000 hole in one prizes at Fox hollow golf Course. You can sign up for that at around Heather, last thing. And we're speaking with Heather drive, the executive director at the Cooley region, humane society. Last thing, um, the, the lacrosse police department took over kind of uh, emergency calls on, on animals, or I get, I guess you could better describe what it is that they took over. It kind of, um, I don't know, either took the burden away from you or took the, the, the call center away from you. Uh, how's that been going?
2: I think it's been going well. I mean, the police department responds to animal control-related concerns, strays running at large. They bring us all of the animals that they get in. So the animals are still ending up with us, and we aren't having to go out and get those calls and pick them up. So we can really try to work together to make sure that everybody has a positive experience and the animals get back to those owners.
0: I guess the only burden there would be if somebody, if there's an animal that somebody needs help with, uh, and you no longer call the Culey region, Humane society you call the police, right?
2: Yes. Yep. Just the non emergency dispatch number. Yep. Um, they're very helpful and they'll, go pick up that stray animal
0: and bring it to us. And I always bring this up because it literally happened at the five thirty 30 market during a show is uh, we had ducks hatching literally in <laughs> one of the flower pots outside the door here at the, the studio. And so I had to call you guys. I think I called you right before the show and you guys showed up about a half hour later uh, to, and we wrangled ducks for that like five minutes in between uh, in between segments. And, and so when that happens now, the police are going to be the duck wranglers because Cooley region doesn't have to do that anymore.
2: So wildlife is a little bit different. It's dependent upon situation with the police department on whether they're able to help or not. Um, We wouldn't be going down there to help, but honestly ducks, they nest up to five miles from the river. So they are naturally, aware of getting their babies to the water and as long as people try to let them cross the road when right. they're crossing and just stop it'll just take a second for them to cross and then we all move on with our lives and they're safe and they can move on to the water
0: yeah and it was a, that that was a hairy situation at that time because it's five thirty downtown well, across yeah, the traffic <laughs> sometimes
2: which is why i say dependent on the situation the police might respond because they maybe would help stop up traffic so that there's no accidents because yeah. people are important to keep safe, obviously.
0: Yeah. And, and so with the the, and the thing with the police taking over animal control duties for you guys is I, I feel like maybe a lot of calls still come to you and then you have to go, okay, call non, non-emergency non dispatch. Is that kind of the case? Yeah. <laughs>
2: I mean, it's gotten a lot better. Uh, I think the more information that we get out there and the more that the police gets out there that this is cha- that this change has happened, um, it's still pretty fresh and it takes some time to get all the everyone on the same page. But I think that our call volume is definitely slowed up and people are understanding who to call in which situation.
0: Sure. That's Heather Dreivold. She is the executive director at the Cooley Region Humane Society. If you want to adopt a cat, now is the time to do so because they're... The, the one-year-old and olders are half price, and the, or the, the one-year-old and youngers are half price. The other ones are free, and you get two-for-ones and all kinds of deals. Also, sip-to-save event October 13th, beer and wine tasting and all kinds of other fun stuff. And, of course, Rounds for Rescues happens next week Friday, Fox Hollow Golf Course. Uh, sign up your foursome at AroundRiverCity.com for a chance you know hole in one Heather yeah. do you do you golf do you, are you gonna try to go for the hole in one at least I, try to win the 25k I'm,
2: I'm not a golfer but I always enjoy this event it's a really fun time um, and for all the other stuff that you just mentioned you can check out our website which is com. all
0: right thanks Heather I appreciate it thank you all right we'll be back after this. All right, that's going to wrap it up for a Thursday of Lacrosse Talk PM. Thanks again to Kari Hege, the Director of Tourism and Events at Explore Lacrosse. You can get on that Elvis trolley tour coming up this weekend. And thanks to Heather Dryvold, the Executive Director of the Cooley Region Humane Society. If you want a cat or a pair of cats or some kittens, they're doing a deal right now. Uh, like I said, coming up tomorrow, Lacrosse County Democratic Party Chair William Garcia to talk probably about that impeachment or movies. We sometimes talk about movies. Um, short show tomorrow because the Brewers play the Yankees and I'll be on wisdom because of Friday night football. Thank you everybody for listening.